0: El Camino People, the podcast, episode 30. Ultraia, fellow pilgrims, I am Josemar Bernard, your pilgrim friend, and this is El Camino People, the podcast, today with us. Thurston Jonas talking about recovering the burnout through the Camino de Santiago. Thurston is a UX designer so he's been working all his life for many you know very famous companies and one day he he couldn't do it more so he decided to take a step back and go to the Camino de Santiago and find time for himself and that led him to Give a lot of uh, speeches about the the burnout, about the Camino Santiago, worldwide to all kind of different people. So we will be talking about that. But also this week, I would like you to help me to, you know, to all together help the the promotion of the Javier Pitillas, the founder of this Camino, to the prize of the Princesa de Asturias. It's a recognized award that they give in, you know, to people in Spain that have done something really important and Javier has been doing that through this Camino, helping people with disabilities to walk the Camino de Santiago or to bike or ride the Camino de Santiago in their own way but in in any way you know, helping them to feel the same way you and I felt when we walked to Santiago so for that you have the link on the on the web and you have the link on the Instagram and you can help Javier by filling up a little survey and sending it to the Junta de Galicia through email but today we go back to the interview with Thurston about why is a burnout, how to, you know, to realize that you're in a burnout and how the Camino helped him, you know, to find a way back to, to life and to back to normal. Let's go with the interview. Good afternoon, everyone. So today we have uh, a great MBT. We met a couple—I don't even remember—a couple of months ago. That was the first time we met.
1: Yeah, on Instagram, I think. On right? Instagram, yeah. Um, Usually,
0: I don't know what is nowadays that I met everyone on Instagram. My social life has gone all down to the toilet. In the old days, I used to meet people walking or or hiking. Right now, it's like I met everyone on Instagram. I guess it's a new normal. So it, you know, it's a new way of socializing. So how are you doing, Thurston?
1: Pretty good, actually. We had much snow yesterday night, and so I'm really doing fine.
0: I saw you're the lucky ones here right now. It's kind of like sunny, and we, it's not even feeling like winter. The last couple of weeks has been super, even warming. Like the other day over the weekend, it was like 19, 20 degrees, and everybody was on the streets. I'm like, you know, there's no other thing to do, so everybody was drinking. And we went back to like the old days. There was no place to to have a beer, so we're we went to the supermarket get a get a beer can and. And it did at a bench in a park. So it's like going back to when you were like 1918. So the good old days. So how are you guys holding over there? Pardon? How are you guys doing over there? I'm like, for the ones I don't know, you live in...
1: In, Yeah, so I live in Germany, in Hamburg. So in the northern part of Germany. And um, we are doing pretty okay, right? So we are all in this uh, corona times now. We are still doing doing okay. Um, Well, as we all know, we can't but mm-hmm. well, we can go outside but we can't go to bars or or whatever and um well actually i was just just the other day thinking when i would be able to to walk my next camino actually when when this will be possible uh, would this be possible again so i'm it, really hoping for the summer it's funny because let's see
0: one of your, your you know from another guy from germany asked me if he want to walk the camino from germany started on, on on april and he asked me if you know if i thought that it was going to be possible and i'm like I don't really know. I can suggest that maybe wait a little bit and don't plan anything super stretched, but I think we are all just ready to walk. I'm like, we are all so eager, you know, here, I don't know if there is the same, but here on the weekends, everybody's going outside, everybody's going to the mountains, you know, it's like in the old days, bars and and parks used to be full of people. Now, everywhere you go on my, you know, the normal places and mountains, you find other people. So I guess, you know, there's always a good side of things and if this is making people, you know, to go and and discover nature again and, and hike and with family and friends.
1: Yeah, we have to we have to see, right? So it's like, you know, last summer it was the same. I didn't know what was possible. And then mm-hmm. spontaneously I went I went to the Alps, actually, and did a transalp hike.
0: I saw, I saw the pictures, I am so jealous. I was supposed to be going to to Vietnam and I was going supposed to be in Italy in, in March, but everything got held back, so.
1: Yeah, I wanted to go to the Himalaya last year in March, which did not happen as well.
0: <laughs> we'll have, that's the only, you know, the great thing and the bad thing is right now, it gives me a lot of time to research about more caminos. And now I have a list of caminos that I wanna walk worldwide, not only mm-hmm. just the Camino de Santiago, but there is so many places that I was gonna uh, go, I guess. The last week I was talking with the guys from the the Great Way, they are doing a documentary about the main, you know, Caminos in the world they were, mm-hmm. last year they went to the PCT they were also to the Inca Trail they were to the Camino yeah. Santiago nice. and Tucumano Codo, so I'm like mm, yes I want to go, yes I want to go, yes I want to go so we'll see, hopefully soon
1: yeah I think so too, better times
0: will come of definitely. course, that's what I so. say, you know I'm like, the, the only thing we can do is wait yeah, stay fit and, you know, stay healthy and, and, and that's it
1: True. And the good thing is you are you have time to discover all these great little ways and caminos that you have right around the corner. Right. So that's this one. Is, is, I don't know if I the, did much more one day hikes than I did ever last year.
0: So I know. For me it was a still, you know, surprise how many little things I don't even know from my own town. I'm like just going exactly. you know, for little yeah. hikes, one day hikes, even a couple hours run. I'm like, do I really need to go in, you know, a thousand miles away to really when I have a lot of places close to my house, so I guess, yeah, everything has his always a good side.
1: Yeah, everything happens for a reason.
0: Uh, Always, and the Camino always provides, so that's so true.
1: True, yeah, so true.
0: So, as you guys know, we always start with the one-minute pilgrim questionnaire. Are you ready for that?
1: Yeah, I'll try my very best. That's the only thing we questions. ask, you know, uh, the, That's whole, a lot. <laughs> the whole
0: idea is not to get a stack, Whatever comes to your mind, don't overthink it. If it seems, you know, yeah. stupid, just go with the stupid. If it seems normal, just go normal. If whatever it feels, just yes, feel free. There are 40 questions, 40 sentence starters, and I will throw them at you random. So, you know, a lot of people they are like, oh, yeah, I can go and hear, you know, the questions in the other podcast. No, I changed them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I haven't designed, you know, I need to code some things to make it individual, you know, and every time just click and get an, a random question, some kind of like, so here on, on a screen, but once I have the time. So ready? I am ready. Let's go. First Camino. Uh,
1: Camino Portugues, in 2018. One, one month to walk. One month to walk. Camino Francés. <laughs> one city. Ah, oh, San Francisco. A meal. A meal. Baked beans. Don't ask me why I was saying this, but. <laughs> a memory. A memory. Um, Finis, uh, mushia, a, a full rainbow in mushia in the morning. A song. A song. Um, There is this song from the movie uh, Your Way. I don't know the name of it, but this is my typical Camino song, actually, and I was thinking about it the other day just. A happy moment. Um, My first day on the Camino Frances last year. uh, Long
0: pants or short pants?
1: Um, Functioning pants that are able to be both.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Coffee with milk or espresso?
1: No coffee at all.
0: Apple or Android? Uh, Apple. And one drink? Uh, water. Cool. So you have break all the common consumptions of the Camino. I'm like San Francisco, baked beans and water. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. I I don't don't, drink coffee and and
1: I don't drink wine and yeah. I don't know why San Francisco came into my mind. No, no,
0: but it was right. So I'm like, it totally makes sense with your background. I'm like San Francisco, but uh, you know, I, and and that's the beauty of this. You know, a lot of people say things that they're coming related Some other people is you know whatever you have in your mind going on at that moment. But it's just it's just funny how a lot of things you know resonate in our head and you know baked beans. Why baked beans?
1: Yeah, I have no. It's I haven't eaten them for like, I think the last time 2019 when I was in California. So maybe the I have whole no connection. idea why this. Bacon came, beans California. So I think Francisco. so. I think so. Maybe that's <laughs> that's the thing.
0: I love San Fran. I, I lived there for two months and it's such a great town. I don't think I can live there forever. I think it's one of those places that yeah, it's just to live in a certain age of your life. But it's a fun place. A lot of great hikes and a lot of things to do over there in Yosemite. All those parks.
1: Yeah, loved that Yosemite was great. I went up to Mount Whitney actually, which was a great experience. Wow, it's pretty long. Uh, well, it was not a hike, it was more a mountaineering thing, I would mm-hmm. I would say, but it yeah, was, yeah. yeah, that was beautiful. I think that was my longest day hike I ever did. It was about
0: uh, f- f-
1: almost 20 hours, I think 18 or 19 hours or something like this, going up and down in one day.
0: That's, that's, yeah, that's totally, uh, that's not hiking. No, that's no totally maybe it was insane, I don't know. <laughs> hey, sometimes you have to do what you have to do, so. yeah. So hmm. anyway, we always start the, this interview asking, you know, how did you f- find about the Camino? You know, for, for me as a Spaniard, you know, it is here. It's right up, you know, if I go to my window, right mm-hmm. there is the Camino Santiago. So I'm one of the lucky ones that even though it still took me a long time to, to walk it. What was the the case for you? Was, you know, the the movie, it was a schoolwork, it was a friend. Actually, it was the first time I heard about the Camino was
1: um, by my uncle. So my uncle... I think he did the Camino Frances twice, once, uh, at, in a one time hike and, uh, another time he did it. So did a few, few parts every year and mm-hmm. came back and, and he did this in the beginning of this, of, of the 2000, uh, 2000 years. Right. So it's quite a long time ago. So that's the first time I heard about, but that at that point it didn't make much with me mm-hmm. and so the next time was when i well and i did not read it but i listened to it as an audiobook it's there's a very famous book here in germany oh the german yeah happy cackling so um mm-hmm. ich bin dann mal weg. Uh, that's the german name and so this i have read and listened to this several times and i think um so i dreamed of the camino for a long time and for a long time it was still somehow unbelievable that unbelievable that i will ever do it and so i had to do other hikes and i started hiking maybe 10 12 years ago and so yeah i had to do some other hikes before i was well so and you get weren't into a really, burnout before i was ready for the <laughs> so you weren't really into
0: hiking or running or biking or till that moment um
1: no so i was always doing sports so i used to do gymnastics Mm -hmm. uh, artistic gymnastics um for a long time and well i have already some knee surgeries uh so (laughs) not the best knees anymore and so when i um did or or ended to do this gymnastics thing i went more into into running and this stuff and i think Mm -hmm. some years before that's when i started to do more hikes, and went went on hikes, and this is when my, I would say, my love to hiking started, like, yeah, as I said, 10, 15 years, ago, something like this, and so then, I think the hikes got longer and longer, and the mountains got higher and higher, <laughs> and
0: it's, I'm still in this process, I would say. So, w- what is the highest goal? Maybe one day, Mount Everest, or the or or not really into big mm, peaks, yes. I,
1: I don't want to go to Mount Everest, because I think, with training and with enough money everybody can go yeah, up there that's what they say so is not
0: about uh juice about your your wallet and about just training for it
1: exactly and so i like i like more mountains that you mostly can 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 hike up right with mm-hmm. some some how's it called um, um scrambling or yeah, well, some yeah some right? kind of gear uh, but no hard so i'm not i'm not a climber in terms of uh, i don't like going up vertical yeah. walls or something I'm like this. i might like finding finding the easiest way up to a mountain that's something that's something i like so i really like for example the, the scottish highlands which mm-hmm. which are not so high but they have great and steep mountains and it's not many people there yeah. and next time you will have to so, make
0: it over to the Pyrenees. we have a lot of those who are
1: here I definitely uh, want to go there some some uh, day. So I was really sad that when I did my Camino, actually, that it's only one day where you go over the Pyrenees. Yep. Uh, that's I, I why we like, make hey. it
0: all this way, all the way up. You know, we want uh, to give everybody that comes to, to France, because it's France, the best of the best. Yeah. So we just are really, really hard. Yeah, there is, there is a really, really great trail. It's called the GR11 that crosses all okay. the Pyrenees. That one is...
1: I think I've heard about that, yeah. That
0: is on my list. I have done it. Most of it, but I haven't finished it, and it's one of those beautiful, beautiful—you know—more hiking, more mountaineering, no so yeah, camino, great. but great experience. Yeah, one day. So one day. no,
1: no Mount Everest, but uh, Kilimanjaro would be great, or mm-hmm. the um, Aconcagua, which is yeah. in South America, um, would also be great. Mm-hmm. Too. So, so one day,
0: hopefully. <laughs> what do you think is with the with this? You know, I always ask the the people about the reason, but I always hear about the book, uh, the German book that you that you mention. And I haven't read it. What do you think is with that book that made so many people, you know, in Germany, really? Because right now there's a huge community of Camino lovers in, in Germany. i like, it's one of the main Camino, you know, providers as mm-hmm. countries providing to to the Camino. And also, you know, the Camino, everybody that comes from a farther Camino, usually they're from from Germany or the area. I think it's at first it's, I would
1: say it's well written. It's a good story right so and it's it's having this all the parts you need for a good Mm -hmm. story and it's like you have this well it's the it's the classic classic Camino story I would I would say it's it's a suffering person that for okay I need to change something and I need to get or to go for for a healing and that's why I go to the Camino and I'm searching for something and especially in this book so Harper Kegling the, the the guy he is actually he is searching for god and this mm-hmm. is part of his of his story and yeah it's i would say it's quite well capturing this magic of the camino and if you have read the book and then you walk the camino by yourself you you see these things and you rediscover these things you read about and you're like, okay, yeah, it's like this. I don't know. It's like he is writing. I think at the very beginning, for example, he's saying, so he did the, um, the first stage, uh, to Roncesvalles, I I would say, and Mm -hmm. staying, is staying there in the albergue. So in the, in the monastery. And, um, so it's not, it, turns out that it's not his his thing to stay in 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 Albergus with all the other people together. And he's saying like okay, yeah, I read everybody at least once is crying on the camino, but why does it happen on the first day already? <laughs> and this is this is so funny when you read this and when you're on the camino you you realize yeah, okay, but this is true. At one at one time you will cry, definitely. Mm-hmm. This this will happen. And so it's these these very real and very honest things that that make it such an i would say such a touching heart touching story actually and so yeah it's just a great book it's a great story even if you are not into the camino but mm-hmm. i as i said i so much can understand that many people are once reading this um what i think is also interesting that this person it's not a, a sporty guy he was like so he, he's a famous German entertainer, or he. Used okay, to, so he wasn't even he a has, writer
0: or anything. He was just a, a famous person of that. He was
1: an entertainer or a comedian. So okay. I think he was able to to to, uh, how to say that to handle words in the mm-hmm. right way, right? Right, and he was like a little overweight, so he was not a sporty guy. And so it's like, okay, if this person can do it, I think it's, it's believable for almost everybody else okay i can do it as well right Mm -hmm. and so he writes for example he's he is taking a stage by bus because he he can't walk anymore and it's like okay okay i won't do it but well this was his way right Mm -hmm. And and because then it's then it's okay and so i think it make it um believable for anybody that he or she can do this as well it's not like it's not like climbing the mount everest yeah. which you only can do if you're well trained and have enough money anybody can go there mm-hmm. and do it and do it in, in his or her speed or pace and and uh, pace and 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 do this and this is also a great thing about this book because he's just
0: though he is a famous person it's just an average guy in terms of how trained he yeah. is a normal person having normal issues in the Camino, having normal issues in life, and doing it the Camino his own way. Yeah, I guess right now, you know, a lot of people are, you know, and that's one of the fights that I'm always fighting, and I know I I repeat myself too much, but it's just, you know, who I am to to judge anyone's Camino, and if this guy took a bus, I'm like, who are you to say? And I think that's that's great that, you know, he's like, you know, this is my Camino. If you don't like it, you know, there you go, but made your own Camino, so great to know because usually exactly. you know a lot of people ask you you know should i read a book before going into the camino and some usually i'm more into the don't read anything because you create expectations and what you create expectations those expectations you know if they are not fulfilled sometimes they bring to the to the opposite but sometimes you know i always tell them one book to read and it's the, the alchemist from from paulo Coelho because it's about search mm-hmm. it doesn't it's not about the meaning it's about everything you know even Paulo Coelho has the other one from the Camino, the, the pilgrimage, but I think the pilgrimage is a little mm. too deep, too weird, too magical, maybe for pre-Camino too, too, too stuff. Too esoteric, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what there's been. a lot of stuff that once you have walked the Camino and you know Paulo Coelho, you can go into it, but prior to the Camino, if you expect to find a shore and a guy that will guide you and demons and everything, you know, once you walk it, you know that you will find them, but it's just them, the mystical yeah. and everything, so so great to know. I will have to read that book. I will have to find it in Spanish or in English.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure there's an English version. I don't know if there is a Spanish version, version, but I guess so. They also made a movie out of it, but the movie is not so good. actually. sometimes the movie
0: doesn't. Um, yeah, I don't know why.
1: Yeah, this is the, the movie is really it's just bad because the movie is not capturing the magic. It's yeah. the movie is failing what the book is doing. So great. And especially if you do if you know the this one great movie about the Camino right your mm-hmm. way. And yeah. um, by Emilio Estevez, which is which yes. is so great I think mm-hmm. and and which does what a movie can do I, mm-hmm. I think about about the way yeah in terms of this the other one really fails so yeah read the book don't don't watch <laughs> the movie of, of the story
0: and we talk about you know the, the stories the stories of people and that leads you to, to your story you know you you were a UX designer you've been all this your life working in a creative Account you found about the Camino about with your uncle, but what led you to the Camino? How you know? I always say that you don't decide to do the Camino; the Camino calls you. How was your 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 situation?
1: Yeah, yeah actually, I think I already mentioned that a few minutes ago. So, um, my reason to walk the Camino was a burnout. So I was, I used to work in a digital agency for several years. Um, I started, I think, back in two thousand nine. And so this was on my very first day. I became a UX designer, actually without even exactly knowing what it what it is. But they, probably they in those me, days, hey. was
0: you know, I'm like right now we all talk about UX, UX all of these new lingo yeah. that all we marketing, you know, engagement. I hate it, but probably in those days it was kind of like new the UX. What is this? Right now everybody is you know a professional in UX. Yeah, like-
1: exactly. Well, the fun thing is, I um, at university I learned, uh, I studied how's it called? I uh, was called digital media. So I had mm-hmm. some 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 design classes i had also some uh, programming classes so i i knew a little of everything but mm-hmm. i'm not very good in, in anything <laughs> and so when i was offered this job and and they signed me as a product manager and on my first day they said hey do you want to become a ux designer because we need a ux department now and i was like okay i f- don't know what it is but i'll give it a try sounds good <laughs> and uh, so i think i found my dream job there and i really i really like that job and what i can tell from today's point of view is the problem was that that i used this dream job also to cover problems that i have on my inside for a long Mm -hmm. time and this over the years made me step deeper and deeper into into this burnout spiral spiral thing and um though i did several hikes during this this times i did i did the the west highland way in scotland for example which is like a seven day seven day hike Mm -hmm. i did a hike here in germany a a four day hike so um i did my hikes but somehow i went deeper and deeper into it and in the end of 2018 that's when i totally fell into and i totally broke down actually so it was like after christmas i was like okay i can't move on anymore and i think i was still lucky that i was able to realize that by myself Mm -hmm. because many other people don't right they just physically fall down yeah and so i realized i can not if i would go back to work the other day i will fall down physically
0: what do you think are the, the key things that you feel you know a lot of people nowadays i'm like right now we're on a wall that everybody you know is depressed everybody is you know Add everybody is like, no sometimes you are, you know, just feeling because the the world that we are living goes so fast and we go so fast. You you need to, there's a big difference between having a depression, having a bad time, being A D D or, or you know having just a bad, you know, time of the year or whatever. But what do you think are the key, you know, things that lead you to say, you know, this is this is the, the time that I need to stop? What were those key points that you you know, for mm-hmm. someone that is listening and you know, and like do I need any here I'm just passing a bad time?
1: Yeah, I was, so I was for some, for some time already, I was already working with, with some of my issues. So I, I already knew some things about myself and what I realized right before I, I fell in, totally fell into that. um, So I took way too much self-affirmation from my job, right? And I was trying to cover my, my problems, my inner problems that I had with, okay, if I'm doing a good job, people like me and that's, that's good for me. Yeah. Right. So, and I was, I was using the job to get this self-affirmation for quite a long time. And then I ran into a situation where actually, uh, there things changed in the company A new CEO came to the company. And so we, we just had problems. He was not appreciating my, he was questioning my work, actually, mm-hmm. though my clients and my team still were super happy with me right there was this one person who was questioning that was enough to push me push me into it and um so it's like you i I felt or i had had many many very lonely moments though i wasn't lonely i had people around me Mm -hmm. right but um and i think at some point I i realized these lonely moments so I remember um one month before my breakdown I went to it was over my 40th birthday actually I went to Scotland for a, just a 3 day uh, trip over my birthday and and I uh, climbed up mountains there into into fog and snow and and uh, you know uh, zero sight so so um great experience I can tell I had a great time but the the minute I went back to work I realized that all these greatness was gone. And I again felt, felt lonely and restless and felt nothing made sense somehow. And so I think this is so the, the last weeks before my breakdown. this is what I then realized how bad things actually are. And that this is that I'm, how to say that I'm drowning, uh, from this and that, that I'm, that I'm using my creativity actually to burn, burn myself from the inside right because it's not i'm not using the creativity for good i'm just using it to to somehow cover all these bad things happening Mm -hmm. on my inside and to get at least little pieces of self-affirmation from somewhere and um so yeah after christmas or after new year's eve it was like i felt so exhausted and and felt like no i i can't i can't I can't think about to go back to work the next day. So, and I remember I, I called and said, Hey, okay, I'm sick. I can't, I can't mm-hmm. come. I went to my doctor, which she's just around the corner here and okay. She, uh, she gave me, how's it called, uh, 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 uh a sick notice for one mm-hmm. week. Yeah. And so I realized it was on a Monday on, on a Tuesday, I was already panicking, uh, that I, would have to go back to work next Monday, which was wow. already six days away, right? So and this is when I realized, okay, this is really bad, I would I would say. And for
0: people usually we have this misconception, you know, that people that is depressed and burnout, you know, have kind of like, you know, they are they're sad in their work, they are not, you know, they are not working properly, they are not, you know, committing to their projects. But in your case you were totally normal. Nobody knew, you know, that we were going. You were totally making great art, great products working so it was something that was just going inside you know that's that's the point
1: so people who who are already i think really really deep in this burnout spiral um still can do great work mm-hmm. in the eyes of the other people and they still will be able to deliver it's more like the energy these people and the energy i needed to fulfill these things uh, had, had to be higher and higher and that's why why you start literally burning yourself up from from the um from the inside because it's you're, you're taking more energy than you can get back on on a weekend on a hike whatever mm-hmm. and this this can happen for a very long time that's the problem it's not a thing about a week or two it's, it yeah, can be a thing is... about months about years mm-hmm. and so therefore i think it's also important for for all of us not only to watch out for ourselves and to look out for the signs but also to look out for, well, for our friends, but also for our colleagues. And for, for example, as a leader to, to the people of our team and to, to, to interfere if we see things might go wrong. And this is not a one-time thing, right? It's Mm -hmm. not like, okay, you, okay. We have to do a talk now and then everything is good. It's bad talk. Let's have have a beer. Yeah. Yeah. You have to go up to the, to, to these people again and again, because they won't, they won't conf, uh, how to say, they they would neglect that that this is that yeah. is this oh, bad, I will right? tell. We we'll will have say, the no, talk. And I will I'm tell fine. you know I'm I'm it's perfect. Okay.
0: I'm great. Thank yeah. you for your yeah, for cheering me up. Exactly. Next day, you are still on the the same spiral down. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that now is also you know with this whole situation you know people working from their homes, people separated from other people. I think it's it's one of those you know if you if people are not open and don't talk properly and things with you know want, with mental illness, you know we have this campaign of the egg, the the famous egg from the do you remember the the egg on Instagram that was talking? You know that mm-hmm. the egg with a million likes, and it wasn't about getting the likes. It was about talking about whole mental illness. You know they break you from the inside, and by the time you realize,
1: yeah, that is that is so true. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as I said, it's and that's also reason why I try to talk as much as I can about this whole topic because I still we do not talk enough about this. I think you said it in the beginning. It's still it's something like um yeah it's these things happen so often but still we treat them like yeah. okay it should be a secret nobody should and talk also for, about it for and for males
0: you know that you're being successful in your job you're still young you know saying that you're a now that you have a depression i'm like now we have to yeah, you know make this as normal it's, if
1: it's it's still seen as a weakness and it's yeah i think we have to we have to treat it like you know when when i have a broken leg and cannot go to work i say i have a broken leg i was going to say the same
0: thing you know as you go to the dentist once a year you should go to check you know your mental health with your doctor at least once a year
1: yeah
0: just to check is this a friendly chat It's nothing more than that but and if you're a friend you know if your friend smells or you know you see your their teeth just check with him and you know with mental health we need to see the same you know people are also afraid of what other people are gonna say, or you know, t- t- you know, jumping in, in in front of others. But yeah, I think it's one of those topics that we are gonna hear more. And you know, thanks to people like you that is bringing it forward, and you know, in, in works like your creativity and you know, people that are under stress and everything. It's one of those things that we need to op- be open and and find solutions as soon as the better because it is real and it's out there.
1: Yeah, that's that's the point. It's the number one reason why people are not able to work actually,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah so anyway that leads you know with going from from such a topic but there's always good things and the bad things. so when did you decide you know did you talk with someone about the camino being an opportunity for you to you know to unplug from the from your everyday because you know one of the things people don't realize but as a creative connection working on marketing you are 24 7 plug Mm -hmm. this is you know a life that nowadays anyone that works into marketing advertisement or everything this this no stop there's no unplugging you know you work every time and it really is one of those things that we also need to be, you know, truthful. The other day I was reading an article about how, you know, in India, they're going to be making a four-day week. You have to work 10 hours a day, but you have a three-day weekend, you know. Still, for people like you and I, you will be still working during the weekend because your work is your work and it doesn't matter. And people don't understand the, the boundaries. But how was for you the, the, the needing, you know, of this, is, this is my time. I need to unplug from everything, from friends, from family, from work. And I need to go far.
1: Um. Actually, so when I, just a few weeks after, after my breakdown, I started working with myself. And since I'm a creative and a UX guy, what I can do, what I'm very good at is, is doing workshops, right? Putting post-its on walls and stuff like this. (laughs) And so what I did actually, I, I did my own workshop, an ongoing workshop going on over weeks on my kitchen wall about myself, about my. My inner parts, and I had some books I was using, and some techniques, and I mm-hmm. was dealing with, so what is called my inner child. Mm-hmm. And after some weeks of these of these workshop times, and so for example, as part of this, I did every morning I did an at least two-hour walk, just mm-hmm. went out it and two-hour walk, um, thought about things or thought about nothing. And so after a few weeks, I realized, okay, now is the time that I need to get out, I'm still not ready to go back to work or also means to go back to life. And I realized, no, I need to go out. And that's when I was starting to think about, hey, why not walking the Camino? This could be the right thing. You always wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. I did the Camino Portuguese uh, one year before, I think in 2018. The the coastal or the inland? Uh, Inland. So first one and a half days on the coast and then Mm. i went to the inside okay and so um yeah and i always wanted to and that seemed to be the right thing because it's having these having this clear goal which is far far away having a a well marked way so i already i also did hikes in on ways where where Hmm. there are no markings anymore or where there are no ways anymore right and this is totally different because I felt like, yo, I need something. Well, it's not an easy walk, but Mm -hmm. it's easier than, than hiking through the Scottish Highlands or something. And, and so somehow it felt, yeah, I, I wanted to do this. And so this, this idea formed more and more in my head, I would say. And then I bought this, I bought this, uh, this travel book about the Camino to read about, and then I started planning, okay, how could I could i come uh, get there by plane or by train so and so it was a process forming but as you said somehow it felt like okay yeah now is the time and i still needed to convince myself and to overcome some, some fears to do this i still was like a little afraid okay can i really do this i'm i'm not so really okay at the moment don't know but um yeah i would say i convinced myself that i have to do this and that this is the right time actually to do it to do it now and yeah it was a process of a few weeks to that to to form that in my head and to already start with the planning though i wasn't really sure if i really would do it i think well maybe i was sure on my inside but (laughs) on the outside maybe not and
0: yeah so um so how was the process did you start planning like you know in january february took you a while to get working because usually mm, what I, I see, started you know... I,
1: I started planning in in february i think with the okay. beginning of february or um, maybe even one week or, already in february because i remember i did i talked to my company and said hey so my my uh the company i was employed to mm-hmm. did, said hey i i can't come back and we have in germany we have like which is called uh so for six weeks you can be you can yeah. be on a sick leave, mm-hmm. right? And you still get paid your, your money and stuff. And after that, you, you still can be can be on a sick leave, but then you won't get your money from the company anymore. Yeah, but from the from health the insurance. Government. And mm-hmm. and it will be a little less. And it's not the government, it's the health oh, insurance. Yeah, what's your mm-hmm. insurance, actually? Yeah. Okay. And so and I was talking to my company and said, Hey, I feel like I cannot come back now. I need to leave the city. I need to go somewhere. Can we find a solution? So, and that was in the beginning of February, I remember that we were talking about this. So, it was like maybe a process of two to three weeks from from the idea. Yeah, maybe I need to do this now and I want to do this now. And yeah, as I said, buying a book and reading and how to get there, looking, okay, can I... Well, is the Camino already open? Are, Are the albergues already open? Because it was like, as I said, end of... And end of February, so I started here on the twenty eighth, I think, of February or twenty seventh, one of these, not sure. So in the end of end of February, and I think one week or less than a week before I started, I bought train tickets. So I went from here to to Paris, uh, stayed there overnight, and then went from Paris to Saint Jean uh, pierre de Port on the next day. So bought the train tickets, and that was the moment when it was like, okay, now I bought the train tickets. Now I have to go. Well, I still could have not gone because they weren't too expensive, yeah. but it was like, okay, this this was when, yeah, now now it's really. That's it's really happen. You're like then me. Then I, I
0: I always sign up for marathons, so I push myself to do it. I'm like, yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lose that money, you know. Then I know yeah. I'm gonna do it. But so how was the process mm-hmm. with your company? Was it easy, to, you know, to go to your company and say, you know, I need a I need a month off? Did you mention Actually, the Camino, honest, or was just you know a, a break? Mm, and, and
1: actually it was it. I had a really nice talk with this, especially even with the, um, with the CEO who, mm-hmm. who I had my problems with, um, we had a really good talk about this and they were open and said, yeah, no problem. We will do this. We can pay you like a part of your, of your normal salary mm-hmm. and then you can pay it back later when you come back. So they were really open there and that was, it was just one, We met once and discussed Mm -hmm. this and then, then it was, it was done. So they were really helpful at this, at this, at this point. So not everything was bad, actually. Mm -hmm. Right with with the, with the company and yeah, that's it. So that was, for me, it was important to have this, have this cleared up actually. So I Mm -hmm. I felt like, okay, yeah, I still have, I still have health, health insurance. I, I know I have money to do this. Mm and so this was important step and yeah luckily it was a short step It just yeah it was one meeting and then we were we so then suddenly
0: there. you start and you get your train and you're in San Jan. which day you start your your camino uh,
1: i i think i started on the 28th february I it up in the wow february or first of first of march mm-hmm. so as i said um i will look that up it's like
0: yeah so but I guess yeah was, I started
1: I started on the 28th here in Germany so uh on the first I started in Saint Jean too so
0: for the ones who that know that that's just that's just still winter over here you know you can have an incredible huge amount of snow still a lot of albergues are not even open yet or not many pilgrims walk in but one of the things that I seen you know in people that go through burnouts and and you know meaningful changes in life is that they don't wait for the Camino it's like you know you say one week get go. I see when people from Australia that bought a ticket in one, you know, the flight in one week and tell their family, you know, with, with wife and, mm-hmm. and kids and say, you know, I'm gone for a month. I need it. And the Camino calls. So I guess the only th- thing you can say is yes.
1: I think that's the point. As you said, the Camino calls. And then maybe it's it's also important to to follow this call and not to overthink it and to think about, because there are many reasons, right? Mm-hmm. You will, if you think about for, such, for too long, you will definitely find enough reasons why not to do it if mm-hmm. you want to. And, <laughs> and there's always so, those little
0: reasons, you know, as for yourself, you know, your your uncle planted the seed in, you know, so many years ago and suddenly here you yeah. are, you know, and that isn't going to hold the little things in life, you know, guide you to the point of where you are. And as you say, you know, we have to be open to say, you know, sometimes no, but sometimes to say, why not? That's, that's the thing, right? Our whole life is also way and there are,
1: things appearing and opportunities appearing Mm -hmm. and still you have to make the decision, okay, now I will do this because no one else will make this decision for you. And sometimes, yeah, you just have to go and say, okay, yeah, now I'm doing this. It will work out somehow. It's just, it just felt right. And I can tell, um, it, it, it felt so right to do this. I remember a few days before I, before I left, I bought a new backpack, a little bigger one to have. Uh, not to not to uh, to have to use my big mm-hmm. my really big yeah. backpack that I have and it was yeah I was I was so excited actually though I still went through this hard time and I was so excited when I when I left in the morning I remember when I
0: boarded the train here and I remember I my met first a friend day also. Fr- right now talking yeah. to you was the same getting a new backpack because my big one was too big and the small one was too small mm-hmm. those little things you know getting the the bus ticket in my case to St. John getting everything ready, thinking about the the journey and yeah, it's incredible.
1: Yeah, exactly. And though, though I, yeah, I still was, was a little afraid, as you said, are all the places open where I want to sleep? What, what happens if I come to a city and there is no place to sleep open? What, what shall I do then? And, but somehow I, I was able to put these, these concerns uh, aside and, and. Yeah, just was so excited right when I started. That
0: leads me you know, in your case, you were totally, you know, as, as we talked in the beginning, you know, searching. You know, I think the, the people go to the Camino and searching. Did you have any expectations or after, you know, all the work that you have done with yourself, that, that that's amazing. You know, a lot of people, you know, to be so open with yourself. And I think, you know, that's one of the hardest things that we have nowadays to be with ourselves and to be open with ourselves to the problems that we have because we carry those, you know, those issues through life. And there's the point when you, you know, you get to the point where you were. But were you looking in your Camino for something? Were you totally going there with an open mind? Did you have expectations or, or you know, things that you want to work with yourself in, with all the stuff that you read, or were you just going and, you know, with whatever? Actually, so, so
1: what I did when I started, um, very soon I decided that, at least for an hour each day, I wanted to actively work mentally with, with my situation and with my burnout and my depression. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that was a rule I, I made up for myself at least one hour, um, where I will actively work on something or, well, I, I brought my, my, my audio about this topics and, mm-hmm. and I had some podcasts with, with people talking about this and with techniques about this that, that you can use. So that was, that was a rule. I, yeah, I, I came up with for myself at least one hour, if longer, it's fine, mm-hmm. uh, but at least one hour, um, mostly in the morning. So when I started to walk, I started, um, started with, with this. And, um, so what I found out actually, as I said, I did this, this ongoing workshop on my kitchen wall at home and um what i realized and what i really really liked about this long way is like you right you 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 have left saint jean behind you it's you maybe you're already i don't know i i I think it was the day i left pamplona and then you realize okay so my starting point is far behind and the destination is so so far away and this is so much of this is such a mental freedom actually because Nothing is important Mm -hmm. besides how far do I hike today? And and well, maybe where can I get something to eat? But that's, that's all. There are no necessities, right? And what I realized over the days and the weeks is that this freedom also forced me to confront with myself on, on another, I would say, emotional level. Mm -hmm. So these things that I did on my kitchen wall, which, which I did, I would say, which I did with my head, right? Mm -hmm. So it was like um, it was much thinking. And I think on the on the Camino, I started work with them on an on an emotional way. Mm -hmm. So and therefore it was really important to me to to bring these things I already did here to bring it here to my heart. And that's yeah, therefore I definitely I needed to go to the Camino to be able to do this next step of my healing, I would say.
0: What do you think, you know, uh, now I've seen a couple of research, did you know, they measure in a way the the change of the pilgrims during the Camino, you know, from the beginning to the end? What do you think, you know, were the, the key points for your Camino, you know, when the time that you were feeling, you know, like I'm healing, and getting to a point or the points that you have more trouble with you, what you were going and, you know, and what do you think is the point, you know, they say right now that for... A person to go through the stages of the Camino, they have to be in the Camino longer than 15 days. So if you go for a week, as we say, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just a hike. You don't get so deep into the process. And also I love what you pointed out, you know, the Camino makes everything so easy that we don't have any burdens. We don't have anything to think that it allows you to think what really matters that we usually cover under layers of layers of work, family, fun or whatever. And nowadays we just, you know, let it go back, back in, you know, into the deepest of our of our mindsets and in and our hearts. and But the Camino, there's no way to hide it. Sooner or later it will come out.
1: Exactly. And so I I can tell, I remember this. So the first day when I went to, to Roncesvalles and um, it was a great, as I said, I'm, I hiked a lot in the mountains and I climbed a lot of mountains. So, um, I went over the Pyrenees and not through the valley, so they say you shouldn't. Because I was like, okay, I um I saw I felt like I had the experience to do so. Well, so I had to not shouldn't,
0: if for the ones listening, it's illegal. It you will get a fight. Yeah, it is, I know. But as I said, you know, for mm. someone that is a mountaineer and I hike, you can do it. The only problem is people get lost because of the fog. But if you have a mountaineer experience and you have the gear we do that's, it in a normal basis. That's the point.
1: I had yeah. I had my GPS with me, actually, yeah, so, so that's and it. I already uh, navigated in, yeah. in, in fog and the in, only in the problem is that people and, that go
0: usually in the winter over there, you know, it's usually, you know, and we've seen a couple of people die over the years, and usually Koreans that they're not used to hiking in the mountains, not even winter, they don't have the gear, they don't even use a compass or a map or anything. And when you go to these mountains without knowing, it, it's fog and everything looks the same, so they die because they get lost and they don't have the gear, so...
1: And the the problem is what the, the, the most important experience we have in when going to the mountains is to know when to get back, when Mm -hmm. to return. And that's, that's, that's what most of the experience is about. Okay. Yeah, I cannot handle it anymore. I need to return Mm -hmm. and I need to have the gear to be able to return safely. And as as you said, that's, that's the problem. If you don't have the experience, you shouldn't, shouldn't do Mm -hmm. this because yeah in the fog and when even if there's just a few snow it's like it's it's you have like total whiteout, right and that's a that's a problem mm-hmm. right but um so i had a great hike actually and i i was really excited oh, yeah now i'm starting and i felt like okay this is so great and then i came to R- roncesvalles and um so since it was still winter they have they in the winter they have these special smaller rooms for, mm-hmm. for pilgrims they don't have the big big sleeping room with the nice new, um, beds they have there. I think they have these small rooms that, that you feel like you are in prison. <laughs> I, it, felt, it felt like this to me because you have these super huge walls, right. And they have the windows, but the windows were closed with by, by, by wood plates, So you can not look out and it was really, um, really cozy, <laughs> I would say. And so I had. That was so funny because I I, at this evening, I was remembering the book uh, I was mentioning earlier from Harper Kerkeling, and I was remembering this this uh, passage where he said, "Okay, I know everybody is crying at least once on the Camino. But why has this to to happen on the first day? And I felt exactly the same. (laughs) (laughs) It was it was really. But still, I had a great evening because what they do there is when you go for dinner, they are placing you by random on tables so it's you you are not um you don't you don't have to choose and you don't have to mm-hmm. look out okay where can i sit is it yeah. okay if i sit there or there no, yes and this this is really great and and helpful it's especially if you're not like the person who goes up to anyone and just mm-hmm. starts talking right and so i was sat with um there was a couple from australia um lizzie and antonio and i met them several several times and they they visited me last year here in hamburg so Uh, We we made great friends actually. And another guy, I think he was a priest from, from, from the UK and everybody was talking about, okay, why are we here and what are we doing? And I was asking myself, what am I telling the people? Am I telling my story Mm -hmm. or not? And it was a really important decision for me because I decided, no, I'm going to tell my story when, whenever somebody asks why I'm here, I'm telling the whole story and this. This was really important to me. I think also to be open with this and to see, okay, here is it. Everybody can know that I have this and Mm -hmm. that I'm dealing with, with this. So this was a really, really important step for me on this very first evening, actually deciding, okay, yeah, I will tell this, these people here, my story. And I did it several times again and again with other people on this way. But this first time was the um was the most important one. And I think there are more steps over the way. So I remember mm, I remember this one thing. Well, I know, you know, they all say the meseta is really hard and stuff Mm like this. I really like the Meseta. Well, I'm from the northern part of Germany. Everything is flat here as well, so I know (laughs) this. But I really like this. But I remember that, that one day um I was again when i was working with my with my emotions and with my memories and this and this stuff and i had this idea okay i will i will come up and and i make a playlist of songs from my youth from the 90s and and to to trigger old emotions and and memories and this this worked really well i can tell it worked so well that I, that, that that was my okay now i have to cry moment moment <laughs> i was on these i remember this crossing which was like two straight roads right so uh, uh east to west and north to south i was standing on this crossing it, there was nothing to see in any direction and i was standing there like okay what's going on here but this was again a really uh important step for me i think and so these there are always things happening and it's also i remember this this one time so i haven't As it's always, I think when you do a Camino, you have a handful of people you will meet again and again Mm -hmm. from time to time. And so I remember I haven't seen these people for quite some time, for, for days, for maybe even more than a week. I'm I'm not sure. And I remember I stayed in Leon for, for two nights because I had really bad feet actually, and I Mm -hmm. need some, need some recovery. And I also had a hard time. I felt not so good somehow. And I started after two days and, and walked to the next village. And I knew in this village, there were two albergues, one at the beginning and one at the end. And I was like, okay, will I stay here in the beginning or go to the other one in the end? And I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. And then, then I just turned to the one in the beginning and there I met four or five of these people I haven't, I knew, but I haven't seen for days. And I was sitting down with this one, one girl, Maria from the U S. Um, actually, and she was, she was listening to me. And so the moment I needed it, as you always say, the Camino provided to me what I needed. It provided to me the people and it provided to me somebody to talk to at the moment, at the moment I needed. And I think this forms, I think what, what you, what you lose when you go into a burnout or depression is these, um, house that said in English. This believing into that, that things will go right in the end, Mm -hmm. right? So things will be okay in the end. And I think things like these on the Camino helped me to, to relearn. Yeah. That things will be okay. And when I really, really need something life will provide it to me and, and I don't have to concern and, and always be afraid of that things will not work out. And these, these things, right. So that, I think that was a really important, uh, uh, step for me. And there are so several more when I met certain people or certain, certain situations, I remember one evening I was meeting with, with a very nice German guy, an old man. So it was just a few days before Santiago. And so he came from the coast, actually from the coastal way. And there was this, uh, and he was with another guy no younger guy, younger than me. And we we were eating uh, dinner together. and Then we had this really hard discussion. So this younger guy and me about, about the public broadcast system we have here in Germany, and he was getting really angry. And, and, and I felt like, okay, this was maybe, um, a moment, uh, like a, like a, uh, how to say, like, like, like a test for me to to stay in that situation and to to uh, to face this situation but also to to stay with my point of view mm-hmm. and and to defend it against someone else though this person gets so angry because i'm really i always have this thing that i want people to like me right and this is hard if you have these hard arguments and this mm-hmm. was A situation where yeah i was forced to get into this argument it was not important at all but Mm -hmm. so afterwards i remember i was thinking about it and i wrote it in my journal that yeah okay maybe this was like like a test provided to me to test me in such a a difficult situation Mm -hmm. in such an argument situation and yeah it's like there's i remember there's also a situation like this in the book of harper keckling where he is like facing a a discussion and, an insane discussion actually with, with somebody. And afterwards he was like, okay, maybe this was just a test for myself. And the person just tested me in this and yeah, but as I said, I think having the confidence that, that the Camino will provide what I need and that things will be good in the end. This is, this is maybe one of the most important lessons, not only for the Camino, but for my whole life things mm-hmm. whatever i do things will be okay and i knew that before but i had to relearn this and yeah. this is something that definitely happened yeah happened and i guess there, we I all tell.
0: we all go to these moments in life when you think you know that whatever that you did in the past or whatever is going to lead you to that moment but you know always take every moment as a learning experience and if you learn from it you always will succeed and you know right now we are so focused and i think you know in europe we are so focused on failure and, you know, I think, you know, after living in the States all the time, they have for a lot of things that they are, you know, different, but they see a lot of people, you know, they go bankruptcy of when they go and you wake up again, you stand up again for yourself as a success. As for here, you know, in Europe, I don't think, you know, you tell anybody that you can what you have gone through or that you could probably have breakdown or whatever, because we see it as a failure, as you know, as I see it as a as another, you know, stage in your life that leads you to, to the moment where you are. So anyway, yeah that leads me to a great question that I have for you. You are an UX designer. So, what do you think are the key, you know, I, I do marketing classes, I do entrepreneurships and I mm-hmm. always, you know, talk about the, the the client journey. I think you know it's so important to know or the journey of our clients, how people feel, you know. Nowadays we are not into the new mar- the marketing of selling things, we are about feelings, experiencing, values and everything. So, on your professional point of view, what do you think are the key points about the community of Santiago that is so, you know, if you have to change anything for the user experiences of the Camino Santiago or if you have to point out, what do you think are the keys that make it so great?
1: Mm, I think it's at first is these that you don't have to worry about anything. There is this, it's an easy way it's well marked. It's, it's not like you're going through a desert or something. It's like, you're, there's always the next town where you can get something to eat and where you can find find a bed so having this confidence i don't have to care about anything i just can walk and this gives me so much capacity in my in my heart and my brain to to think and feel about things so this is this is really important i think it's like and this is different to many many other ways that many people who who go there are going there for some reason and this makes them much more open-minded to mm-hmm. deep conversations i think so it's not like it's not you don't have very often this chit chat thing okay how's the weather blah yeah. blah blah it's quite fast you get into really deep conversations with people you just meet, right right
0: you it's you know for me that's remember that, this that was one of the key points that you know i talk with people about things that i never talk about you know with family or friends and people that i just met you know in five minutes And they will tell me the deepest or the thoughts and sometimes it was like, Wow, do I really wanna go there? But it is so normal, it is so freely that
1: Exactly. It's like most of the people are so so you 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 are on yourself are open minded to this and the other people's are as um are as well, and this yeah leads to so many really great talks even if it's if it's just a 10 or 15 minute mm-hmm. talk right i had i had not much not much talks about the weather M- most of the talks were mm-hmm. about really um, important topics be it my own situation or situation or topics of the of the people i was mm-hmm. i was talking to and this is yeah this is also a really great thing and this differentiates it to to many other walks i think though you are wherever you go it's always special among hikers i would i would say but this you have this 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 i don't know this maybe spiritual level on the camino because people go there for some certain reason and not not only for 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 walking some always also go there just to do the, to do the walk and that's totally fine right
0: but i don't know you know I many of them believe go that for, for the, no one ever goes to the whole camino just for walking you know i always say that if you go for the one month yeah you are searching for something I'm like there's no way you're going just for the walking because for walking there's so many other beautiful places in Europe much better for walking you know if you're looking for this for the walking experience I'm like the mesetas you say you know there's some parts that you're gonna be walking by a road for like three or four days so yes the beginning is beautiful the end is so beautiful but in the middle there's not so there must be something else I don't know that's one of my biggest fight and a lot of people said, you know I go for sports I go for trips I'm like I don't think so you may think at the beginning but at the end, you're always, everybody goes there searching.
1: Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's like uh, many people or some of the people who say they don't go there for a reason, haven't found the reason yet. But And, and that's what I, fr- will what I truly it believe it as, the, as
0: well. People, they go there, you know, and, and I don't care if they call it religious, spiritual, but you are looking for something higher. You know, I don't know, you know, I'm Catholic for me. It was, you know, something spiritual for sure but some other people that went with me you know they were totally agnostic or whatever but they were at the end and that's the beauty of it i think it's also part of you know what the camino so well designed that no matter what you think at the beginning the camino will give you what you need at the end
1: yeah so so true so i cannot I cannot agree. So no how was
0: the, the, the process, you know, from the, from Thorsten, the started, you know, in Germany to the one that ended in Finisterra in Santiago, what had changed? Mm, I think one thing,
1: as I already mentioned, is this confidence that things will be okay in the end, whatever happens. Um, it also was these. feeling about what is important in life and what is not. So I, I learned that work and especially work in my current job, it's a job, Mm -hmm. whatever. And if I don't do the job anymore, I can do another job and that's okay. Right. So, um, I remember, I remember when I came back. So, um, came back to Hamburg with my, and, and so I arrived here by train. And I decided, no, I won't go by the subway to my home, but, uh, but walk there because it felt like, no, I want to walk. And I felt, it felt weird to be back in the city because it was like, Hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's another big city. <laughs> where, where are, where am I? I don't know. Do I need to be here? I'm not sure. All right? because I have just lived from a backpack for seven. Mm-hmm. I was away for seven weeks overall. And it was like, yeah, well, I just, could walk on and it would be, it would be fine. So what is important in life and what is not that was an in, in really uh, important learning, learning as well. And also I remember when I started on the Camino, I was, since I do a lot of hiking, I am capable of doing really long hikes and I am capable of walking really fast and on a long distance per day. And I remember when I started, um, I was still in this, in this rush hurry thing, I would say. And I needed some days to realize, Hey, you can just walk a little slower. And in the end I wasn't walking physically much slower, but mentally I was walking so much slower because I was like, and I remember, so for me, it was important to walk most of the time alone, though Mm -hmm. I met many people and I walked small parts of a day with some people sometimes i walked most of the time alone just the last um, days from santiago to finisterre i walked together with two friends i made so which was uh, lizzie from lizzie and Antonio i mentioned mm-hmm. earlier and also um, lotta a girl from from germany i also met i think the day after pamplona we met for the first first time and so i walked together with them to finis or well a lot of me also uh, walked to Moshia and then from Moshia to to finis and so this was on these four days i was for the whole time walking together with somebody else which was not thinkable of when i started the camino because i didn't want to do that and then so i think this was when i when i found um uh, how, how to say that my real calm. So it was like, yeah, I just, I'm just walking with these people and this is fine. Speed doesn't, doesn't matter. It's just, it's just fine to walk with these people. And so it was, for me, it was really important to do this last stage to Phoenix Terra as well. Mm -hmm. And this was my, my real end. Um, I can say, because, um, well, there there, the way really has an end because then there is a Mm sea, but also for me having this different experience from the, from the four weeks before, because at these four days I was walking the whole time together with, with somebody else. And, I, and and it was it was so nice to do this. And I wasn't wouldn't have been able to do this to this to do this before or to do this when I started. And this was really Yeah, also a real great experience to, to feel that this that I wanted to do this and that it felt just right and and great mm-hmm. and, cool. For, and yeah. yeah.
0: For me it was totally the opposite. You know, I walk with people from almost from Estella. The same group you know days back and forth you know you walk by yourself is to do walk in the mornings also by myself but the last days from santiago till, till muxia and i walk by myself that was the, the the point that we break and you know everybody has their own direction some people walk but for me was the last days that i needed to do the opposite you know to walk by myself and finally mm-hmm. found and for me you know my great moment of crying everything was was in muxia and and, and yeah, yeah i think that's when you realize you know that the camino doesn't end that that's where what, what it began and you have walked exactly home. and i don't know you know a lot of people have that moment in the Cruz de ferro or in santiago or whatever but that's that's the real moment that when you realize it no it's not about santiago santiago of course is, is incredible and that's why it makes it so special but it's the journey that leads you to that point where you're like you know no matter what it comes i will be okay i will walk again i will find a way to to find out but and that leads me you know to question because most of the people you know and you said before you know going back to normal life that is really really hard time and for you i guess you know going back to facing you know your fears all the stuff that you left behind you as we say you know you will live in a, such a normal life and so you know an important the most important decision that you have to make every day is is, is, is coffee no coffee a tortilla do i want to have <laughs> yeah. pasta that, that is probably one of the hardest decisions that you have to take every day on the Camino but for you you know you were facing going back to your to your job your normal life how did you take all that you learned from the Camino back to your normal life so I remember when I
1: came back I decided to go back to my old job though I knew many other people who are coming back from a burnout uh, don't do this and go to a new job but for me it felt like I, I did it I did a talk about my burnout for several times uh, now and I always say, yeah for me it felt like I still have unfinished business mm-hmm. and that it it felt right to to go back and what I realized that um, all the things at work did not have this importance anymore they had before I broke down. It was like okay, it's work. Hey, and if something something is going wrong and it's not my fault, yeah, then it's not my fault. I cannot. Mm-hmm. I cannot save the whole world, right? There's always, it's, it's not my, not my job to do everything. It's my job to do my job and to help other people to do their job, but, um, not to be responsible for everyone. So this mm-hmm. is something I realize realized that really changed. And I remember that many people actually told me when I came back that they found me looking really different. So this, though I would have said, well, I'm the same person, but, mm-hmm. um, I already realized that in, in Santiago, actually, actually, when I met some people and people said to me, yeah, I remember you, you look so different from when we met on the first or the second or the third, third day. So, and it seems like that this, the things that I felt on, on the inside and this new calm and inner peace that I, that I felt also, um, shined to the out uh, to the Mm -hmm. outside right and so i remember as i said i i came back and get back back to my job and i think having this this confidence that things will be okay in the end um that made life to to go on and to provide new opportunities new people that i met so um I, i i met so many nice people in 2019 and all these connections were made out of my job. Somehow they belonged somehow to my job. I have met many great people at Adobe, for example, and mm-hmm. got the chance to go to the Adobe conference in LA because I got a ticket from them to, to go there and meet with many other great UX leaders from all over the world. So they had this special event where they were inviting, I don't know, 200 ex-leaders from the whole world and they invited me to go there so i think coming back i learned yeah life provides me with opportunities and these do not come directly from my job at this company Mm -hmm. but they're coming from from life and and from things i do or people i meet and um so i remember that over the month and so in autumn i realized okay maybe maybe the time has come that i have to leave the company it took me some some month and i think it was important for me to get back to realize that i'm mm-hmm. back at i would say old strength and that because i did i did one last big project at the at the job and that went really well and the client was really happy especially um with with my work and mm-hmm. so the team also really appreciated my work so i I learned, yeah, I'm, mm, I'm, I'm quite okay. I would say it like this because right before my breakdown, I was questioning myself, I was thinking Mm. of, okay, maybe I have to, I have to change. Maybe I am, I am wrong. Right. So coming back, I realized, no, it's, I am okay. And maybe the, the, the situation or the management situation at the company is not the right one for me anymore. Mm -hmm. And then, well, I have to leave and. So in the beginning of last year, 2020, um, that's when I left actually the, the agency and it was, it was a great farewell and, and with tears. And I was sad to leave the team, but still I was so, um, so convinced, convinced that it was the right thing. And, and I, and I'm always questioning decisions, right? At this mm-hmm. moment, I wasn't questioning it at any point. I was so sure that this is the right, the, the right thing. But that does, I and think. You know the
0: the key point you now. When you think that you know, a lot of people will think that when you leave a company it's because something don't work, because you're feeling you know that you're not doing as we talk at the beginning. But in your case, you know, it's not you know, this is not anymore for me. And instead of being there, the easy decision, you know, you took the the hardest decision to leave your job, you you payment, your life in a way, and going to the unknown. That's usually you know what people nowadays are the most afraid of, the, the unknown. No.
1: Yeah, it's um, so for me. It- It was really hard to say that, um, I, I came back to life really, really, good and it felt everything, um, most of things felt so good. And I, I was convinced that I was on the right, uh, on the right way. Right. So, and so when I left the company last year, well, and then, as I said, I wanted to go to the Himalaya, which did not take place for mm-hmm. two reasons we all know. Um, so last year went to- totally different, different from, from what I thought and so i think some some of the struggles that might come after you come back from from the camino did not come right in that year but maybe more last year or Mm -hmm. maybe even now right so we are in the second big lockdown now and now it's winter you cannot go out so often it gets dark pretty early Mm -hmm. and this stuff so it's like and i think this is also important and this is what i always say when i talk about this that And you said that also that, well, the Camino might end in Santiago or in Phoenix Terra, but in fact, it never ends and you have to move on, right? It's because it's, it's life and there will, the, 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 um, sad or bad situations will come again. The, Mm -hmm. The point is not to, um, not to, to have them not happen anymore. The point is to have the tools and the tool set and the mindset to be able to, to face mm-hmm. these situations, right. And even if things are really, really bad, having the, or being convinced that, that, um, it will be better again and, and better times will come and you will feel better, maybe just in an hour. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm still having this and this are st- still the things I have from the Camino that helped me in bad situations.
0: But that's it, you know. Things like about the nowadays we are so connected with social media and, and the life, you know. Everybody's pointing the beauty of their lives. So, you know, everybody should be happy. We we are not allowed to have bad moments. We always have to be successful, and that's one of the things that you know that I think it it has and and it would lead me to the next question. You know, we need to teach the new generations that it's right to be sad. It's right to have mistakes. It's right to feel unsuccessful, because those are normal moments in life that will they are you know. You have to make it into teachable moments, be able to, you know, it's normal to cry, it's normal to feel sad, it's normal to feel lonely. No one ever has those, you know, out. The problem is how you deal with those and I think, you know, as you say, you say the right thing. The Camino gives you the tools and I think the tools are those memories, you know, the people that you talk with that, you know, for me in the last couple of weeks, I have a couple of weeks that were super hard and you were like, okay, you know, and you as you say, you start remember things that you talk with someone, things that happen over there and you're like, you know, okay, whatever happens, you know, things will come out okay. And it's okay if I'm sad for one week. The only thing I need to know is like, okay, that's, you know, one week and you need to, to go out. So that leads me to the to the final, you know, like when did you decided, you know, that it was your your, you know, your thing in life to to tell your story to to the people like you, you know, to designers, to to that community that is so, you know, we live in a community when you are technology, marketing, designing, everything is beautiful. Everything is pink or super colorful. Everything is such a, you know, it's a California style life. Everybody's having a blast. We are all super happy parties here and there. And suddenly here it is this guy from Germany that is talking about burnout and a burnout and going into the Camino. How you know? Did you found out about you know? I need to tell my story to change people' life, and and how did it feel when you when you opened yourself?
1: Mm, I think, as I already said, I think the the first step was this evening back in Roncesvalles, where I decided, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to tell my story, and this this was a really important step. And I remember when I came back, whenever I was. T- telling my story to, to people, people were always so interested and were asking for more. And, and so I, I saw, okay, there are so many people who wants to know more about this. And I was like, okay, yeah, but I'm just telling my story. It's not, not such a big thing actually, Mm -hmm. because I'm just telling my story. And second thing is, um, when I came back, so when I was, um, was at home with my burnout, I I I remember I wrote an email to my company and said, okay, so for the first few weeks I was still like just sick and having like whatever, a cold or something. Right. Mm -hmm. And then at some point I said, okay, this is the thing we're talking about burnout Mm -hmm. and so I don't know how long it will take. And I told them, Hey, please tell everybody what's going on with me. I want people to know that's okay for me. Mm -hmm. And coming back to the job after the Camino, I realized, okay or it seemed to me that they have not told everybody because people were asking me and people Mm -hmm. did not know why I was away. And this, this felt not right because I think it's, it's important to talk as, as we said in the beginning, it's important to talk about as, as like we are talking about a broken leg. Mm -hmm. And so this is, a um, a second, second thing. And then, um, so I was always, after coming back, thinking about, I wanted to, to write, well, I have written my journal and I wanted to make a story out of it. And yeah, it. I, whenever I told people my story, I was like, okay, yeah, people are interested in it. I need to tell it maybe more. And so in the beginning of last year, I got a call or a message from one of my, of the friends I made at Adobe actually. And he said, Hey, we are going to make this, um. A European version of the Adobe Max conference that we that we usually do in LA and do you want to talk there whatever you want to talk about and I was so my first thought was okay yeah I will talk about the UX of burnout yeah that was my first idea and um, so this well then this conference in in Lisbon did not happen but since they made the um, since they made the, uh, the, the worldwide Adobe Max conference, a virtual conference in October last year, they then asked me, Hey, do we want to give a talk there? And so I was invited to give my talk about the UX of burnout there. And this is, this is how things started, I think. So bringing it from telling it only on a very personal level to friends or very close people in, in one on one or. I remember this one time before Christmas, 2019, I met, met a guy I didn't knew him before, but, um, so we met with a few people. It was also a media marketing, whatever thing, I don't <laughs> know. And we came to this topic and I was telling my story and he was again, so interested and he was starting to hear. yeah, I know this problems. I'm, I'm facing these problems as well. And yeah, can you please tell me more? This is so, this is so helpful to hear from, to hear from somebody else. So there have been these things. That led me to yeah I wanted to do this talk and then that then there came the opportunity to give this talk actually and um, for a for a well quite big audience actually right because the Adobe Max is a big conference actually <laughs> and there were well the good thing was the talk was pre-recorded which made it a little easier <laughs> um, though pre-recording a talk is also really difficult because Mm -hmm. when you know there's nobody listening it's like okay i'm talking to the wall (laughs) (laughs) and so from there on actually it's it's i i gave that talk or or different versions of this talk several times since then for small meetups somewhere in europe last week i was talking at the interaction conference about the ux of burnout um In, in March, I will uh, talk at the UX Copenhagen, which is a great conference actually, and I also am thinking about doing a a short workshop there about these things I did on the wall, Mm -hmm. uh, on the wall, actually. So it's, I'm feeling this big interest in this topic and so far I'm, I'm still, I'm just telling my story, right? It's, and yeah, one, one thing led to the other i think and so from the idea yeah i maybe i should tell my story more or maybe starting with this day and runs this, with this evening and runs this why is from do i tell my story yeah and so yeah one thing led to the other and um as i said now i'm thinking of hey how can i make even a little bit more out of out of it right how can i teach people about this experience and mm-hmm. about what you can do and how you can learn to to take care of yourself or how people can learn from from my experiences mm-hmm. um uh actually and so this yeah it, it became an important part of my life actually and it's it will it will be also this year i think because there are there will be more um more more uh conferences or meetups or whatever to talk about and and yeah maybe bringing it to another level to to making it more interactive you know and if i if i could dream of something maybe also bringing bringing this back to the camino right and i I was thinking really like
0: you know being in a community you know as you know the the marketing the media the ux all the computer all those companies and, you know, right now I'm working on bringing that experience of the Camino to them. But with your case and, you know, the work you did with that wall, you know, finding out, you know, even putting into a book, you know, the process of how, you know, as a media designer, as a UX, as someone that is all day plagued, all day with that stress, how you can get out of that. I'm like creating such a tool for people, you know, that really there's some people that, you know, they have the guts like you did, you know, hey, to do it. But there's some people that need, you know, that. So that's why Mm -hmm. you know we start talking the stories of the camino people because i think you know with the stories of the people the more people they listen you know and every day now more people listen to the podcast and they watch and whole ideas you know the camino helped us to be where we are and i wouldn't say even help us put us where we are and like where would you were will be if it wasn't for the Camino? And like you wouldn't be telling your story to other people. So that guy that you talk with maybe will be in a you know in a spiral and who knows where, but we know where this this finish in a lot of cases. So yeah. if the Camino help us and we can help other people, and if you start making that, you know, times N, it is incredible. Yeah. So so true.
1: And yeah i'm I, as i said i'm 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 dreaming of doing more about about this and and spending how can I be able to spend more time working on this because it's it's also fulfilling to be honest right No, no it's, and and, it's and, to and that's the that. whole
0: goal you know that it gives you a purpose yeah. it gives you a purpose with meaning you know because sometimes as you say before you know with the job it gives you a purpose and sometimes it does have a meaning but with time sometimes those you know those works they they ended up being tasks. But with something like this, at the end, you know, it's it's to another level.
1: Yeah. So so true. So let's hope this uh, this Corona. Uh, we we are getting over it as I think soon so. as possible.
0: And I also, you know, I think the, so too. One I'm, of the things that I, that you know, and I'm really focusing on this whole thing of bringing the community to the people, to the companies, to people that is more stressed and people that is because I think that right now is the moment that people are gonna need it, the model. You know people yeah. are having you know being at home by yourself with family with friends without family without friends everybody's going with so much stuff on their heads and we are not talking about it i'm like a lot of people you know we just going and we're we're also as you know sometimes survival mode it's just about reaching the next day and it's not about how i'm gonna be feeling when this finish and i think we need to start putting you know and, and companies are gonna be needing to get out on the on the field also because all the old you know big meetings hotels and stuff that's not going to be possible so if the positive thing we can bring for this is we are taking people back to nature back to rethink their way back to you know create those teams that work in an efficient and and all that people that is stressed to give them ways to to deal with all of that with people that have gone through it you know like you and like some others that are working great on this so we'll see
1: so true so true
0: so anyway, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for opening, you know, your heart and, and your feelings to all the people and, and helping others, you know, to to deal with all the stuff. And and thanks for being with us today. You know, we always say that the Camino always provides and it is indeed, you know, we met on Instagram, here we are now and who knows what will be next. But I truly believe, you know, since you walk the Camino, things start happening and a lot of people can say, you know, that's whatever. You can think it is, you know, casual it is, is whatever, but... Sometimes things happen when they have to happen and you are like, you can take it as a message exact. as you did or you can take it as, you know, whatever. But in our case, I think, you know, we, we know truly what the meaning is and the people that have the camino you know, that they already know. So we always, you know, we say bye. and But we never say bye. We always say well, Treya, you know, because that's where we're leading. And, and let's hope we can meet and walk again one day.
1: Yeah. Thank you very much for, for having me and for inviting me. It was a great
0: honor actually to It was our honor, you know, here, to be yeah. talking to you and to to learn from, from such a process and to be able. So let's hope that we can, you know, hopefully in a couple of years talk again and, and learn all the great things that you're doing.
1: Yeah. And meet in person, on the Camino.
0: Of course. Somewhere. Walking again. With uh, right. baked beans. bins.
1: Actually, I haven't eaten any baked beans on the Camino, so this is... <laughs> Don't so... worry. The
0: first time you come to yeah. Pamplona, I'm gonna make sure that you have baked beans and a glass of water. We have really good okay. beans here in, in my state. Different ones than the American yeah. ones, but, but great beans in Okay, dear. <laughs> Thanks everyone, for listening to El Camino People, the podcast with me, your host, Josemar Adanez. If you like our show, remember you can go to our personal Patreon in our website, you can invite us to a coffee. Thank you to all the people. You know, the other day, I just got someone that invited us for 15 coffees, so that's gonna keep me on a couple of days at least, creating great content for you. So, and also, you know, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and the main podcasting platforms, and we will be back next week with more content, so till next week, remember, go to the website, sign the petition so we can get Javier Pitillas nominated for the Princesa de Asturias, and keep enjoying the Camino, keep sharing with us content, remember, we are on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter, so you can find us anyway. Till we see you again walking, buen camino, Ultrella.